Hey, everybody, welcome to another special episode of Puck Off, brought to you by myself, Chris Nozick, and Andrew Johnson of the Short Shift Pod. Andrew, how are you today? Uh, I'm apparently a product to be a sponsor. Hey, why not? Go buy your favorite Andrew at your at your local CVS or they whatever. Know. I don't know. Something like that. All the... It's late. We've been recording all night. <laughs> all of those things. Uh, as I mentioned, another special episode brought to you by us. Um, mm -hmm. We are jumping into the Detroit Red Wings. I'm sure you saw that in the title of the episode where I put the Detroit Red Wings in the title. So uh, without further ado, Andrew. The Detroit Red Wings, are they still following the infamous Iser plan? Probably. Do we, we know don't what know. the Iser plan is? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is the Iser plan? Um, Chris, just describe to me in five words or less what the Iser plan is. Go. Get players, replace other ones. Good. Brilliant. Used five words. <laughs> Legit, uh, though. Like... <laughs> You know, I mean, we talked about we talked about yeah, um episode of, of Philly being stuck between stations and having a bunch of late 20, early 30s guys. What, what? are they doing? <laughs> what? I just Ben Sherrod, 32, Justin Hall, 31, Jeff Petrie, 35, fucking David Perron, 35. I mean, wasn't this supposed to be wasn't this supposed to be the team that gestated their prospects and all the prospects would come up at the same time in some grand swell of youth and ex and youth and uh so, inexperience, I guess. And but so Iserman is my, just signing a bunch of vets again. My thought is some of those young kids aren't as ready as they thought they were gonna be. Really? And that's okay because you bring in some more. First of all, I love what Sebastian Cosa is looking to be. All right. And I think a year in the AHL with a guy like Alex Lyon, who just went deep in the playoffs is going to be really good for that kid. Now that's a, that's a, that's a good signing. If that's your, if that's the, the purpose of it, Cosa as well, he is waiver exempt. So if anything happens to Reimer or Huso, they can call up Kosa, have him sit on the bench if it's short-term. If it's long-term, get him a couple games. Now, Reimer's contract is up at the end of the year. He could be at $1.5 million, 35 years old, as a, as a goalie who's, we'll call him experienced. Um, he you know, certainly we, is a player in the NHL. Yes, that's for damn sure. Yes. He, he could be an Aiden Hill-type acquisition. Um, you know, nothing over the top cost wise, but builds the depth for a contending goal, a, a contending team that is shaky in goal. Sometimes, um, he could be a good pickup for a team like Colorado right now, who's, you know, relying on Francois and Gorgiev, you know what I mean? Like someone, a, a team like that who may make a late push come trade deadline, sit there and go, listen, we don't have a space for you here. We're going to waive you. You're going to get through because you're James Reimer and no one likes you. So we're, we're just going to put you down in the AHL and we'll call you up if we, if we need you. Hopefully we don't, but thanks for costing us only a fifth round pick. He's that right. type of player. But 
other than that, like then there's a, Billy a lot of long-term deals on this on this well, squad. JT Comfort signed for five years. Who 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 authorized that? Apparently Iserman. Um Billy Huso is two years left. He'll be 30 years old. Sebastian Cosa, like I think next year you could see a Huso Cosa tandem. Sure. So I think that's what you're looking for with them. He's very easily able to play himself into years 2025, 20, 26, and beyond if they like what he brings to the table. He's only 28 years old, so let's not write mm -hmm. him off like he's a 37-year-old, you know, a 35-year-old like a James. He's not, and he's still blooming into what he can become as a goaltender. Who knows? He's got a modified no-trade clause. He could be the guy that gets moved at the deadline. Um, I hear St. Louis might need a number two. Oh, <laughs> they already have a number two. They call him Bennington. No, he is number two. Um, yeah, you, I uh, set that up on a tee for you, bud. <laughs> so, but here's where they're at, though. Going into not this season that we're entering next year. So 24, 25, mm -hmm. they have almost $31 million in cap space. All right. Lucas Raymond needs a new deal. Moritz Sider needs a new deal. And at that point, uh, depending on how they play, Daniel Sprong, Shane Gossespierre, and David Perron. They're all up. Now, that being said, Bobby Fabry is owed a contract a year later. And Clem Costin, who's a solid young player at 24 years old, he'll need a new contract. And um, Kosha's entering the first year of his ELC, I think. Yeah, this is the first year of his ELC. So in a couple years, he'll need a new deal. I think the Iser plan has taken a little bit of a detour into we need to sign our core guys when they're available territory. Mm -hmm. Now, that's to your point. They have a lot of long-term deals right now. Dylan Larkin just re-upped for eight years at 27 years old. They just got to brink it for four years. Do you like that? Do you like that to brink it deal? Uh, do I like it today? No. Do I like it in three years? Yes. Why don't you like it today? Does he help them win a cup now? Not a lot does in exactly. this scenario. So what was the point of it? You brought a guy in at 25 years old. You extended him until he's 29. You basically just gave him four years to tell you to shut up and shove it or trade me right fucking now. It's going like to be one of those Ottawa? Two. Right. It's going to mm -hmm. be one of those two. Luckily, no trade protection. So he mm -hmm. doesn't hold any of the cards. He can be flipped anytime Iserman wants him to be. Mm -hmm. That's why I like the deal in three years. Okay. This okay. team's window is not right now. We thought... So. We thought, I, they, we thought they'd be contending at this point. We thought if, if, they, if you go back four or five years, I mean. We thought they would be contending, and then all of a sudden they hit on Raymond, they hit on Kosa, it looks like, and they hit on Moritz Sider. Before those three guys, who were their pillar players for the next four years? Not four years from now, four years ago. Uh, Justin Abdelkader. Darren Dylan Larkin, <laughs> their pillar players. Chris Draper? <laughs> <laughs> organizational pillars. 
I'm just I'm just naming Red Wings now. I can't remember. I have to be honest with you. That four is years ago, can you? Re- I can't remember who was on the Red Wings. Dennis Chalowski. Fucking. <laughs> you you like, to a certain degree are proving my point. Yeah. No. I I I. Again, we're we're setting them up on tees here. <laughs> okay. So this is the 2019-2020 roster. When we thought this rebuild was still in its first three or four paces of the process, mm-hmm. would you say? Yeah, I would say. Yep. Dylan Larkin was a 23-year-old who put up 53 points in 71 games. That's something pretty good. He'll take then that. Was Tyler Bertuzzi, 24 years old, 48 points in 71 games. Okay. Anthony Mantha, 25 years old, 38 points in 43 games. Mm-hmm. Robbie Fabry, 31 points in 52 games, 24 years old. Philip Hronick, 22 years old, 31 points in 65 games. Andreas Anthonisiu, 25. Uh, Valtteri Filippula, Fili- Fili- 35 mm-hmm. years old. Philip Zadina, 20. Like, the guys that we thought were going to be pillars going forward were Philip Sedina, Giovanni Smith, Dennis mm-hmm. Chalowski, Philip Kronik, yeah. Evgeny Svechnikov. <laughs> Those are all guys who were 23 or younger. Dylan Larkin is the only one of the 12 guys who was 23 or younger who's even still there practically. Yeah, again, you have guys like Shvechnikov who aren't even in the league anymore. Oh, and by the way, at 24 years old, you had uh, Eric Comrie, who's still in the AHL, playing very, very well, might I add, for Seattle. But, you know, goaltender, they're voodoo. We already established mm-hmm. that. Right. Um, other than that, I mean, you had Franz Nielsen, 35. Jimmy Howard, uh, 35. Darren uh, Helm, 33. Justin Abdelkader, 32. Like five years ago, this team was still on the downslope. Mm-hmm. Like they but were. You would think with you would think with all of the with all of the draft picks and all of the emphasis on of developing that after four or five years, this team would be farther along than they are. Now, let me preface this, though. The following year was 2021. That was the COVID year. Mm -hmm. So, like, their leading goal scorers were Kronik, Larkin, Mantha, uh, Zadina, Adam Ernie. Like, they, their top five goal scorers were 26 or younger. Mantha was 26. Uh, Larkin 24, Zadina 21, Hronik 23. You want to know how many points Hronik had as their leading goal as their leading point score in 56 games? Hronik is a defenseman, right? Yes, Hronik is a defenseman, right? Yep, how many? 26 points. Good job. So their pillars, let, let's call them their offensive pillars. Larkin, Mantha, Zadina. 
24, 26, and 21. Fairly reasonable ages to be offensive pillars of a rebuild, right? Well, Larkin, 44 games, 23 points. Mantha, 42 games, 21 points. Sedina, 49 games, 19 points. I know COVID was a thing, but that's just putrid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they were bad. I, the only thing I can say is they were developing in a very bad situation. Mm -hmm. And so it stunted a lot of it. The problem is, is now the only one left is Dylan Larkin. So he's left to try to fill holes with guys like Dabrinkit and Cop and Comfort and Perron and Fabry. Like, mm -hmm. I like the Daniel Sprung pickup. I do. Solid third line guy for them, I think. Possibly could jump into the top six. Obviously, Larkin is the top line center. Um, I mean, what do you do for a lineup with this? What do you mean, what do you do? Um, what do you think of your top line being Larkin, Debrinkit, and Comfer? Fine. Or you could do uh, Larkin, or you could do Debrinkit, Larkin, Perron. Could that would put Comfer as your two C, which is fine. That's um, fine. I think Andrew Cop is better suited as a three C anyway. I like Cop as a three C for sure. Cop, Sprong, mm -hmm. and probably uh, Costin as your third line because I, I would put Lucas Raymond on my second line. Mm -hmm. So my second line would have Lucas Raymond. Is he stronger on the right or the left, you think? Uh, Raymond? Yeah. Um, I think he's stronger on the left. So Raymond, Perron, Comfer? Comfer in the middle? Okay. Because that gives you Larkin, Debrinkit, Fabry on the top line, allowing Andrew Kopp to be your third line C. Okay. Like this team isn't this team isn't terrible. Like they're not bad. But it's like we but we just expected more. Right. We've we've expected more for a long uh, time. I guess the question is because they finished seventh in the in the division in the Atlantic, they were twelve points ahead of Montreal. Are they still Good twelve points Gold better Star. than Montreal? Are they still twelve points better than Montreal? I'd say so. Are they six points not as good as Ottawa? I think Ottawa's better than them. So Detroit for me is weird. It's jogging in place. Yeah, they they're very much on that treadmill. Mm -hmm. I really want to see Detroit improve. Mm -hmm. However, looking at how far ahead of them certain teams were, like I am fully prepared to see both teams in Florida hit a collapsing moment soon. Especially the Lightning. We'll get into them more when their turn comes around. Mm -hmm. Florida is going to start off way behind the eight ball with major injuries. But Buffalo's gotten significantly better. And Ottawa's a lot better than they were. Mm -hmm. Detroit's kind of about the same. 
Yeah. They're better than Montreal. Are they, though? Yes. Yeah. I, I think they have. Are they? I do believe so, yes. Even with the questionable, even with, I don't know what they're doing on defense, by the way. Montreal or Detroit? Detroit. I mean, yeah, that, that's a good question, Mark. I mean, you got uh, modified no-trade clauses to Wellman, Hall, Gossespierre, and Sherratt. Uh, and you Jeff think Jeff Justin Hall or modified no-trade clause? Um, Is, was that part of the Iser plan? I think it was part of the Iserman something. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, Moritz Sider needs a new deal at the end of the year. I mean, again, this year, I, I mentioned they have $31 million going into next year before the cap jump. I mean, how many, how many people, how many teams have this month, have that much money, like heading into next year? It's going to be wild. It's going to be a few teams that do. Oh, so yeah. I, I, what I like about this team that Eiserman has is he has all the options in the world. He's got a couple extra draft pieces. He doesn't have his own first rounder. So what did he do? He went out and he got Boston's as a conditional pick yeah. in the Bertuzzi deal. He Boston's, have... Boston's not going to finish bad enough to, uh, to have a top 10 pick. So they'll get it. Right. Unless they just truly give up. Mm-hmm. But even then, I don't think that'll work up in here in Boston. So no. um, go have at it. Have the first round pick. That's fine. Um, use it well. You need someone to go with Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond and Dylan Larkin. You need your fourth guy. Once mm-hmm. you can figure out who that fourth guy is, then I think Iserman can start moving the needle and dealing some of these other guys. I think he's trying to use Alex DeBrinket as a temporary fourth guy. If he can get him to buy in while he's there, show him how things go, get him involved, in a place he wanted to go to, maybe you can get him to stick around. Mm-hmm. But I, he's got options, though. Iserman has a ton of options, and quite frankly, they can only make him go up because he can't go much further down. He was sixth in the division. Um, I I am so tempted to say they finish behind Montreal and finish eighth mm-hmm. in the division. I'm not I'm definitely not there. I don't I'm think they're this so bad. Tempted. Well, look at the defense. I really like Mort Sider, but after that, exactly. Who's your, who, who's, who's your who's your top pairing left hand guy? Top Mata? pairing. You got Sharon Gostasper who can play both sides, and then Wallman who's on the left. Mata is on the left. Yeah, Wallman's probably your top guy. So it's it's Wallman Cider, okay. Then you got Mata Petri, and then Hall Sherrod, Gosta Spare, and uh, then Hall is your extra. Oh yeah, whew, that's not good. I like more Cider too, but can we get him a partner? Mm-hmm. Nick Lindstrom is not walking through that door. Iserman is though. <laughs> I just, uh, I, 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 I think, think the Ford core is strong enough where they'll at least finish ahead of Montreal. 
see, I look at it the other way. I think Montreal's forward grouping is what could push them over the edge. They mm-hmm. both have terrible defense, and goaltending is mm, average at best. At Husso best, and Reimer are is your tandem. I'm not. I'm not thrilled with that, but you hope that you hope that Casa takes the next step or takes right. a big step. That step will come in in the American right now, but. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he could play well enough to boost one of these two guys out of a job. Mm-hmm. This is the take it year. They need some kids, somebody who's not Moritz Sider, who's not Lucas Raymond, to take a spot during camp and say, this is mine. All y'all can puck off. Go buy your favorite Andrew at your at your local CVS or they whatever. Know. I don't know. Like, what is the Iser plan?